Welcome to the United by Strength podcast. Hard work knows no gender, race, sexuality, or creed. It is the universal building block upon which successful tribes are built. Here, you will learn from powerlifting coaches, gymnastics coaches, CrossFit coaches, nutrition coaches, and strongman coaches. We collaborate and share best practices and want to bring our experience and continuing education to you. Hello, everyone. This is Grant coming to you solo for right now. Chanel may join me in a few minutes. She's just finishing up her 50 pull-ups from our workout from today. It was a spicy one. We did the uh, Louis Simmons, uh, Westside recommended six by six by six bench press, uh, conditioning. Uh, essentially it's a running benchmark that you keep of the highest weight that you're able to do six close grip, six regular grip and six wide grip bench presses. Uh, we try to do that with a minimum amount of rest, uh, you know, not coming up off the bench, not, um, you know, really letting go of the bar much, um, between those movements, it's spicy. It, uh, really <laughs> definitely need a spotter, uh, after the first or second go through on that. So, uh, then finish it off with some pull-ups. So when she finishes up with that, she may join us, but, uh, what I'm bringing to you today, uh, was something that, uh, has come up recently in park workouts. And I wanted to share with people, uh, might give you some tools to use in your own practice, but, uh, was looking at the strongman movements, you know, uh, and thinking of ways that we can incorporate this stuff into our workouts, especially in the context of right now, quarantine, many of us are outside doing park workouts. Many of us are having to come up with things on the fly. The equipment in our gyms is either been loaned out or is, you know, like ours is sitting here uh, because we thought we were going to be able to open up and now we can't. And so we're in this weird state where some people have some equipment, some people don't, and trying to make these workouts new, stimulating, and fun uh, out in the park because it looks like we're going to be doing that uh, for the time being uh, until an indefinite time in the future. So we got to learn how to not be uh, miserable about it. And as, as we talked about, the coaches here talked about in the meeting the other day, uh, we related it to uh, an old uh, kind of maxim from the army in that the best NCOs, the best sergeants, squad leaders, those kind of platoon sergeants were the ones who could make any task uh, ahead of us seem awesome and motivating and part of, you know, the greater, <laughs> the greater mission, or at least something to be, uh, to look forward to. So if we were cleaning the latrines or toilets that day, uh, they were the ones who could make that seem like a fun task versus the ones who were just defeatist and miserable all the time. And, uh, I think that's the mindset that we need to be in as coaches here, because even though we on the back end, administratively by the government here are getting jerked around on a constant basis, we are, you know, not considered essential, whatever the hell that means. And, uh, being told conflicting things constantly about whether we're going to be able to open what kind of services we can deliver to our clients. Um, so, but, but, the, the main thing, though, is that that frustration, that chaos 
cannot be filtered down through our emotions and our demeanor to our clients. We must continue whatever the state or circumstance deliver a high quality product to our clients because that is our job. So one of the things I think might help with that is a familiarization with one of the movement categories in Strongman. There's no official categories. It's just my interpretation, right? So one of the categories in Strongman is weighted carries. And a lot of these things use very basic or even natural uh, implements. And so I think this is a ripe opportunity to add some diversity to your park workouts and specifically in the arena of cardio, because guess what? All your rowers, all your air bikes, all your true form runners are locked up in your gym and uh, very unlikely that you have the logistical capacity to uh, haul that crap out to a park somewhere and put the workout in. Even if you are working out in the parking lot of your gym, it is still uh, a giant pain in the ass to try to wheel assault bikes out into the parking lot and likely going to be putting a lot of wear and tear on that stuff uh, unnecessarily. Uh, so anyway, e even if you can do that, this is still a great way to spice things up. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts for you, uh, new or aspiring gym owners, a uh, familiarization with these um, carries and al alternative variations of cardio can do these things for way cheaper than buying a bunch of bikes or rowers, right? And rowers are about $1,000 a piece. Air bikes are, you know, close to eight, $900 a piece, depending on when you get. And buying 10 of those for a class, that's a significant investment. And if uh, I was going to be opening a gym, if I knew that there was a smart and extremely effective way to deliver cardio and conditioning to my athletes uh, for $20,000, $30,000 less, than the standard way of doing it, I uh, might take advantage of that. <laughs> what you'll notice too is all of these uh, variations on carries are coachable, right? You know, yeah, we can coach some things when someone's on an air bike uh, or a rower. Rower, you can do a little bit more coaching, but an assault bike, you can coach a little bit, but not a whole lot. Uh, not at least not in comparison to some of these things we're going to talk about, like a Husafel carry, an Atlas carry, a Zercher carry or, um, you know, a, a front rack or overhead carry, right? There's a lot more points of performance there that we can drill into and improve in, in movement uh, versus uh, pedaling and punching. So without further ado, let's go into this. We've talked about the why these things exist, right? We've talked about uh, the fact that we can integrate them into the park workouts that we're in and also in our gym as we get back into them. And then just the fact that we need to deliver something different. I think these monostructural movements, as we call them in CrossFit, uh, get overlooked and the variety tends to be really small. So let's uh, plus that up. So the first one I got here is probably the one we're most familiar with, which is the farmer's carry. Now, especially because we've been doing a lot of work with dumbbells, uh, we've seen the farmer's carry trickle in a little bit more uh, recently. But, you know, one of the things uh, that I would encourage you as a coach anyway to look into is, you know, the strongman version of the farmer's carry or, you know, what you, whatever you want to call it, true farmer's carry, right? What tends to happen is we do farmers uh, with dumbbells and CrossFit, at least, uh, quite light. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, 50s being on the heavy side for the men. Not a lot of CrossFit gyms out there are stocking 70, 100-pound dumbbells. Um, you might have a couple, but certainly not enough for a 10-person class. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But um, looking at some of the techniques uh, for 
the what we call you know the pick and the walk and the drop repick uh, in a heavy farmer's carry when we're talking about getting upwards of you know 250 300 400 pounds per hand um, there's there's techniques to it for that movement not that you necessarily need to implore that in class but it can be important for um, scaling hey chanel bringing it in chanel's done and scared woke up the puppy from his nap okay you can come in here too axel all right axel's joined us from his nap chanel's joined us from her pull-ups what i miss uh well we're talking about the carries i rambled on for a really long time about stuff that's you know <laughs> all the reasons why people should be doing uh strongman weighted carries right now i'm in the in the farmer's carry and what i was talking about was simply that in a class setting um what happens a lot is a very light version of a carry usually because all we have access to are kettlebells and or dumbbells and then that's fine but what i want trainers or coaches to expose themselves to and as well athletes to to practice here is the technique that exists in the very heavy farmer's carry, right? And I'm speaking about this in the same principle as we talk about with the power lifts, right? It's like a martial art. It's always taught, you know, treat light weight as if it's very heavy. And then if you do that, when you have heavy weight, you will treat it as though it is light. You know, this idea of approaching it the same way every single time with good form and technique, right? So the most sturdy variation of picking something up and walking with it in the farmer style comes from when it's near max effort, right? There's also a difference in having a kettlebell or dumbbell that's very short and close to you versus the farmer's handles, which go out way far in front and behind you, and then you have to deal with balance and speed also. Right, right, right. So, uh, implementing this in the part. And the reason why I think those kind of things are important, or at least to learn those techniques is because for scaling purposes, right? You may have some people who uh, 50 pound dumbbells is very, very heavy for them. And you may have ones where not so much. So knowing the technique of, you know, I was talking about the pick, right? Which is the initial pull of the weight up off the ground to the standing position, then the carry, you know, the actual walking portion, and then the drop, right? So usually in strongman, the event is set up so that the, you know, you pick the weight up off the ground, you move for a specific distance. And then if it's a there and back, what you'll do is drop the weight, turn around, repick it, and come back versus this like NASCAR situation where you hang on to the weight and like slalom around a turnaround point. So there's different ways that we can implement the farmer's walk into your workouts. Uh, one of the beneficial ways that I've seen recently um, with larger clients or clients who have shin splints or other running injuries, we seem to see a whole lot of running injuries um, in uh, athletes who are coming to us from outside of strength conditioning. And the farmer's walk I've found is a really good substitute for um, running, if that's just not in the cards for that person, or you, you'll get a lot of clients, especially today, um, who just running is just not the best exercise that they could possibly do right now for their body shape <laughs> with the situation that they're in, right? Maybe just picking up something moderately heavy and walking, uh, will get them plenty of conditioning and, you know, improve some strength and some muscle mass in the process. 
So that's a really good way to do it in terms of implements, right? This is another great way to use the dumbbells and kettlebells and things that we hopefully already have uh, available to us. If we don't have that though, it can get a little bit tricky. Um, one of the, uh, I know a lot of traditional uh, equipment is out of stock in a lot of places, right? In terms of barbells, dumbbells, that sort of thing. But the weird stuff tends to still be in stock because people either don't know how to use it or don't know it exists. And um, Spud Inc. is a company that makes a whole bunch of heavy duty. They use like industrial crane grade nylon and um, buckles and cams and things and make just some of the most ridiculous um, like strongman powerlifting gear and accessories and kind of like poor man's versions of equipment. And uh, I know I have in our gym here a set of their uh, traveling farmer's handles. And what it is is essentially this long nylon strap with a a handle in it and a cam buckle in it that you feed through plates. So if you have plates, you can stack plates up and then feed it through and essentially make a set of farmer's handles out of plates, which is super convenient. And, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to work super great, but once you figure out how to actually uh, set it up so it's balanced, uh, they work fantastic. Uh, and, it, you know, what that does, is it allows you to essentially have a pair of farmer's straps or handles in your workout bag. Uh, and they're not very expensive. I think they're, you know, 60, 70 bucks. And the thing with spudding stuff though, is, you know, it might seem a little expensive on the, on the outset, but it's, that stuff is like lifetime guarantee. It's ridiculously overbuilt. Um, you know, it can take any kind of abuse you can throw at it. So, uh, that's an option, but let's say, you know, it's, it's a little difficult to use natural objects in that farmer's, uh, position. Maybe you could do what you could get like, um, sandbags maybe like, and I mean, like, traditional sandbags with the twisty tie ponytail thing at the top and you could grip that it would end up being uh you know strenuous on the muscles a little bit but it would actually probably end up being more of a grip uh thing that way because you'd be holding it in a, a different way than you would a straight handle farmers carry is a pretty grip intensive exercise anyway but that would probably make it even worse because you're having to grab onto a uh not even a handle that little tuft of sandbag sticking up from the top everyone can work on their grip strength uh, yeah, absolutely. That's actually when we're competing in novice and strongman, that's usually the difference between the people who train strongman all the time. And what you could tell is the bodybuilders who got, uh, got talked into trying it, or maybe the competitions held in the parking lot of their gym. So they just decided to jump in is they can have huge muscles, but when the farmers carry uh, event comes around, they can't pick the thing up because they just haven't trained their grip to actually hold the weight while standing without straps or machine or something like that. Uh, the next one I got on here is the Atlas carry. Now Atlas carry is just based on the, you know, the, the myth of Atlas holding the, uh, the earth on his shoulders. Um, the style of carry is simply holding the weight up on the shoulder with the arm up, um, supporting that weight. So between the side of the head and the top of the shoulder. Um, depending on what you're using here, this is a, probably one of the most painful of the, of the groups, but it's also an interesting one. Um, if you have access to sandbags or, uh, medicine balls, uh, is another one or slam balls in your gym. This is a great way to turn that into a piece of cardio equipment. Um, oh man, a really torturous would be like two medicine balls, one on each shoulder 
like Atlas carrying up here, uh, you, you, you know, your shoulders will give out before you, uh, tire from the walking part. I mean, just having one on one side, if it's a softer, like a, a wall ball or something, you get that one, that core, one-sided mm -hmm. core going down on one side and back on the other. Right. Right. Really this is great. a good opportunity for those gyms out there that for whatever reason have those 30 and 35 pound, <laughs> <laughs> uh, medicine balls. Um, that no one can really medicine ball clean with, or not too many people should be doing wall ball shots with. You can actually use those for uh, moderately heavy carries. Uh, so yeah, that Atlas one is a really good one to, to try for. Uh, like I said, with hard implements, like a natural yeah. stone or stone concrete stone, it's this, I mean, builds mental toughness, but it's not <laughs> fun. If you have a class full of, uh, you know, regular Joes, you may not want to bust that out, but it's definitely worth trying, uh, especially with soft implements. And uh, it's really good upper body. And like Chanel was saying, it's um, unilateral. So you kind of get to tax one side of the body and then you can kind of switch it as you go. Uh, the next one is the Husafel carry. And Husafel is a name of a, I, I might get my history wrong here, but an Icelandic stone that is, you know, um, stones have been used in, you know, cultures for generations to prove, you know, your coming of age, right? Your ability to, you know, be a productive member of the tribe uh, and demonstrate strength. And the Husafel carry is probably my favorite of the ones in this list. It's just completely neglected in anywhere outside of strongman, essentially. But I can't tell you the total body soreness that you'll get from doing a workout that centers around a really heavy Husafel carry. Uh, you find that ideal weight that is relatively strugglesome to get up and then, but, but is light enough that you can actually carry it for a decent distance. And that will, it will, um, it'll tell your, tear you apart, uh, but in a good way. So the Husafel carry essentially is a bear hug carry is probably the best way I can describe it. We're going to put uh, video links by the way, to all of these, carries in uh in the show notes here so uh give you a visual to go along with what we're talking about here but uh, essentially you hoss up a rock this is actually one of the better ones to use a natural object with and one of the inspirations for doing this podcast is where we do our park workouts there is the pit as i like to call it down the stairs from the parking lot and in it is a bunch of river rock uh, it's a bed of river rocks and there's a lot of beautiful smooth river stone down there of vastly differing sizes and shapes and there's quite a few in there that are just perfect for picking up uh, so if somebody comes and they don't have dumbbells they end up using rocks as weight and it's not just for ground to overheads or clean and jerks and things like that we can do the husfel carry with it essentially you get it up you lap the stone and then readjust so that your chest is down onto the stone and you're able to hug that thing into you as, as much as possible and then stand the thing up and walk with it. Um, it's a different kind of walk too. I, I like it as a good uh, juxtaposition to the farmer's carry because the farmer's carry tends to be forward in, in the forefoot and the weight tends to be shifted, as we were saying, in the direction of travel. The Husevel carry is almost the exact opposite in that in order to um, manage it, you have to lean back, really brace your core and squeeze the hell out of the weight with your arms. And you end up walking. Um, I don't know. Louis calls it like a pregnant woman's walk 
or like a duck walk waddle. almost, right? Yeah. It's like a waddle. You're back on your heels. Your toes are kind of turned out and you're, you know, switching from side to side walking uh, while this stone is crushing your chest. Um, it's really good for breath control. I get really sore in my upper back uh, traps area from this because of how much you have to squeeze the stone uh, when you're bear hugging it to hold it. And it really, you feel it in your hips uh, and in your butt and hamstrings quite a bit as you're walking because your your weight is shifted back into your heels so much. Um, I feel like depending on the implement, it can feel different. I think all of them, oh, for if they're sure. heavy enough, it's definitely like a breath, like it's crushing your chest most of the time. But like the tombstone-shaped, uh, like fake stones that you can use in competition versus like a rounder stone versus a natural stone versus a sandbag. And whether that like it's a small, compact, heavy sandbag or a bigger, looser sandbag, they all feel a little different. And ladies, be careful because once you get into those heavier sandbag carries, you'll probably pee yourself a couple first couple of times. <laughs> Squeezing <laughs> you really hard. Ready for nationals and picking up a 185 bag and carrying it across the gym. I was yelling, I'm peeing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so have a spray bottle uh, or some Lysol on hand ready. I think after okay. my body got used to it, it was fine. Yeah, but, yeah. No, it's it, around in your bladder if it's a big enough, heavy enough bag. <laughs> oh, absolutely right. Trying to carry a, maybe like if you have concrete Atlas stones already made is way different than, that's why I think the natural stone is one of the better, natural stone or a shaped sandbag is probably your best choices for this if you have your option, because you can find a river rock that is relative, you actually want to find one that's tall and relatively skinny. Uh, and that is sort of like pill shaped, I guess, because the taller it is, the higher it is, it will sit off the ground and the, the less low you'll have to get in order to bear hug the damn thing to get it off the ground. If it's super round and bulbous, it'll sit really low to the ground. This is my problem with using like the regular strongman sandbags that you see out there is, uh, it, it'll sit so low to the ground that you have to get into like the deepest front squat zercher squat of your life in order to get the thing off the ground but if you find a tall skinny rock uh, you can get it up a little bit easier uh, the other option that i really like a lot enough that i bought a bunch of them before i left was the uh, cyclone sandbags from i think only rogue still makes them right now i have no idea why other companies haven't picked up on it but the cyclone sandbag is like their other strongman sandbags but it tapers down towards the bottom. So the same amount of sand, 150 pounds of sand in that cyclone bag sits up a good foot taller than the regular just blob shaped strongman sandbags. And that does two things that like I said, it, you don't have to get as low to get it off the ground and it's closer to your body. The wider, the fatter, the grosser that object is, the harder it is to hold at your center line because it's naturally just further away from you. Um, being able to like hook your hands together or hands yeah. and forearms makes a big difference. If it's a huge object and you can't quite get your hands hooked together, then I mean, it's all that squeezing, like you said, your back, your biceps, your forearms, but if you can interlock or grab your opposite wrist with your hand, then you can hold on a lot longer. Yep. makes a big deal. So that just from, as you can tell from our talking about it or geeking out on it, there's so many different ways you can incorporate the Husfeld carry in there. And, uh, it's just profoundly unique in, in, in its ability to just condition the entire body. So, uh, it's, it's, I hope at the end of this, uh, 
situation we're in quarantine wise, we're able to get this back into the gym and learn to, to put this into our conditioning routines. Uh, the Zercher carry is the next one I have on here. And the Zercher is similar to the Husfeld carry. So we don't have to spend a ton of time on it. It's just a slightly, slightly different uh, modification. This is more of, um, as opposed to a bear hug that the Husafel would be, this is more of like in the crook of the elbows. Um, I would think of this more with like um, the uh, Goruk or the Rogue regular training sandbags or a lot of those, um, you know, what we traditionally think of as those training sandbags, which are like the long Tootsie Roll shaped ones that have the zipper running the length of them and handles along the sides, right? Um, you see quite a bit of those out there, or even like the filler bags that are, that are pill shaped. Right. And so what you do with that is again, lap it similarly as you would with, uh, the strongman sandbags, and then you get it into the crooks of your elbows and you're still squeezing the crap out of it towards your chest, but you want to, in the same way you would with a front squat, with a barbell front squat, you want to stand it up and get your elbows up as high as possible. Uh, the advantage to the Zercher versus the Husafel is uh, the Zercher is going to allow you to do like squats. So you could do Zercher squats with the sandbag with these versus the Husafel carry. Not really as well designed for that because uh, your elbows are going to run into your knees or the objects can be too big. But with a pill shaped object like that, the Zercher squat is a great one to add in there. Uh, the downfall is that you're just not going to be able, not likely anyway, to pick up as much weight in the Zercher carry as you would with the Husafel carry. Um, but it's just a good variation on it. I would definitely try it. Uh, it's another one of those ones that unless you have axle bars in your gym, you're not likely training the Zercher squat very much because the regular barbell is just too skinny. It hurts really bad to try to Zercher carry with a regular barbell. So it's just another cool lift that you can try with people. You can even try the Zercher lift from the ground with the object if getting it into the crooks of the elbows. It's another way you can add some cool uh, deficit or stiff leg deadlift kind of training to um, your repertoire, add some stuff to your sandbag training outside. Well, and if you struggle with those high elbows in the front squats, but you still want to get that front squat stimulus and like really work those back muscles to keep you upright while there's like a weight in front of you, the Zercher is a great. That's yeah, that's actually a fantastic point because one of the biggest like gripes or whines we've gotten from, uh, some athletes is like, that they don't have access to the barbell right now that they can't get, you know, they really want, and I, I totally understand their sentiment. They want heavy loading, right? There's a, a lot of people really enjoy loading up a heavy barbell and doing cleans and jerks and front squats and things like that. Well, one of the alternatives is to use physics, to use leverage to create the resistance as opposed to actual plate loaded weight. Right. And so it's one of the reasons why <laughs> you tend to see sandbags sitting in the corner of the gym not being used when you have barbells is because they're not fun. <laughs> they're not perfectly balanced like a barbell is. But the advantage is when you don't have access to barbells, that 80-pound sandbag, I promise you, feels like a 155-pound barbell when you pick it up and try to front squat it because it's just not perfectly shaped. It's not perfectly close to your torso in your frontal plane as uh, a loaded barbell is. So it's a great way with less weight uh, and less equipment to, you know, make a similar stimulus to that loaded barbell. All right, we're into the last two. And these last two I got from the dumbbell course, the CrossFit online dumbbell course, which I actually really liked quite a bit. It was uh, definitely worth the money and uh, better produced than I even anticipated it would be. 
Um, they covered a lot of stuff in there, but the two forms of carries that they uh, showed were the front rack carry and the overhead carry. And then they also showed a combination of the two. So in this instance, you would hold, we saw a lot of this in, I'm not a CrossFit Games expert, but uh, in the opens um, one, two, and three years ago, I think, is when dumbbells started making significant appearances. But you started to see like lunges with dumbbells in the front rack position or in the overhead position. What was that one open workout? I think it was a barbell though, where you had to do overhead walking lunges and your oh, arm went, went completely numb for like an entire day. Yeah. So, uh, the front rack would be very, it, it, essentially just think of it in the exact same way as you would, uh, clean the dumbbells up to the shoulders and hold them in position to then front squat with them. So you could hold the dumbbells in that front rack position and walk or lunge. And you can do walking or lunging for both of these combos. Um, and then the overhead position would simply be like that terminal position from the shoulder press, right? Locked out overhead. And this is another position from which you can walk uh, or lunge, right? And then you can have the combo move where you got one dumbbell in the front rack position and one dumbbell in the overhead position. And you can either use two different weights, the heavier weight in the front rack and the lighter weight in the overhead, uh, or the same weight in both and alternate as you go. Uh, it's just another fun way to spice that up. So that front rack's almost like a rest. If you really want to torture yourself, do one hand overhead and one hand farmer's carry and work and grip on the one side. And oh the yeah. On the other side. Yeah. And you could do like a 50 pound dumbbell in the farmers and a, 35 in the overhead or something and switch Monster. back and forth. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty bad. So yeah, uh, that's, that's it. I think, uh, we just wanted to cover, uh, the reason we brought up this, this podcast topic was, um, because it looks like we're going to be stuck, uh, doing park workouts, uh, for the time being, but what we as coaches, you know, we can think, uh, we're stuck doing park workouts. We need to get out of that mentality at least. And, um, even if we're bummed out in our heads, what we need to deliver to our clients is a fun, exciting, and high quality training routine instead of just the same couple of movements rinsed and recycled over and over again, because we think we're going to be in the gym, uh, again in the next couple of days. Uh, well, probably not. So we need to get creative. We need to look to other sports. We need to find fun ways to incorporate this stuff into our routines. So check out these carries. Go back through here. Uh, your your challenge is to take one or two of these and implement them into your training um, for the next week. And hopefully this can carry over to when you get back in the gym and maybe a little less use of machines and a little more use of coachable movements like these weighted carries. All right, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the United by Strength podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the information that we were able to put out today. Please take from it what you want and leave what you don't. If you have feedback for us, please send it to unitedbystrengthpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review if you have the time. It really helps people find the podcast and allows us to grow our base of listeners. Thank you.